0: Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. What is this week's gratitude-blooming theme?
1: It's my favorite thing to talk about. Why nature?
0: I love the series that we're creating. Why gratitude? Why art? And why nature? And I just really feel like it's giving us this opportunity to really unpack these core values that we hold and really have defined the kind of people we've invited on the podcast and why we're doing this work to begin with.
1: And this time of year, you know, is such a beautiful turning point of, you know, transition going into winter solstice in this hemisphere, Everyone's thinking about the turning of 2022 to 2023. So there is a lot of transitional energy in nature and in our lives collectively. And I, I love that we can take a pause together and with you, our listeners, to really look back at the the big why of our work, our journey together in this season, and and also to ask nature, what's next what do we need to pay attention to next
0: in this turning of the leaves if you will
1: (laughs) yes so i have a surprise arlene and omar for you i dug back through our archives um and i found so crazy we
0: have archives now (laughs) i think we actually just passed like episode 75 or 76 so it's pretty exciting
1: yeah. Um, I went back and looked at season one, episode one, where Omar, you and I were at this starting point of the journey, not knowing like, how are we going to do this? How is this going to unfold? And we started with the why of gratitude and the why of nature. And so I'm excited to play back a clip from that time, you know, a year and a half ago or so, and for us to practice reflecting on what resonates, what is coming out for us as we hear this, and what more uh, insight is coming already from this question of uh, having explored it for now almost two years.
0: Why gratitude and why nature?
1: My relationship with nature has, has become such a deep experience around learning about life, learning about death, learning about the joy as well as the sadness in, in life. And just being able to witness nature in all the seasons has been such a profound, lifelong uh, learning for me. And what I have found about nature is that it has such a accessibility and universality, Everyone is connected to nature in some shape or form, and it doesn't discriminate. And it's a way that we can all kind of reconnect with ourselves.
0: The lesson from nature is that life happens, and it evolves in a myriad of ways. And if we tried to sort of create it, I'm not sure we would ever create a butterfly or a bee if we were left to our own imagination. And that's where I think nature is is constantly evolving. And I think for me as a practice, if change is constant, what is not constant is our ability to adapt. And so the purpose of gratitude in my mind is to really allow us to accelerate the pace of our adaption. Our ability to constantly see what is new and what is constantly changing in front of us, that's what these practices, whether it's gratitude, meditation, or mindfulness, for me at least, is like, okay, I'm not stuck in a particular moment. I'm not worried about what might happen in the future. I can just be present to what is happening now and trust that the next thing will be the next thing and don't have to like elevate it or diminish it um, based on my own sort of predetermined worries and fears.
1: So what comes up for you, Omar, listening to your own voice and that first conversation we had about all of this?
0: It, in some ways, what is old is new or what is new is old. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, I, I, I continue to talk about how change remind, nature is a reminder of change and our mind's inability to adapt. Uh, to change or wanting to hold on to things um, in the past and so it's it is interesting to sort of hear that very similar motif um, it's constant um, yeah and I and I think that what I would say has changed from then is I would talk now more about the heart right so while the mind might want to hold on to things in some ways emotions are constantly changing right? it, it's very rare that emotions are just sort of in one kind of space uh, and so how do we listen to our hearts in a different way and as you know i want to create a t-shirt this is human by nature and just this more fundamental reminder that we are part of nature
1: I think for me um listening to my own words and then hearing your words is how much the compass our north star has stayed the same. You know, I feel like there's been so many so much change, so many course corrections along the way in our own wayfinding collectively and personally that I think I I sometimes forget that actually at the core we're all in the same canoe you, me and Arlene, rowing towards, you know, the same direction, because sometimes it feels like we're, you know, it's like, I don't know, are we on the same page? And um, I think I, I think for me, it would be more just like, really unpacking the power of that, that pause, that um, nature is inviting us into every single moment. And um, I feel like it's been a deepening of that um, practice of just the stillness that nature provides um, and what insights can come when we're at that place of just presence. On the land right now, I feel like my main anchor points are, you know, when I want to learn about seasonal cycles and transition, I look to the trees. And when I need to be reminded of when to move slow and when to move fast in the moment, I go to the creek Because the creek is constantly flowing. The sound of the creek is changing based on the flow of rain and snow from the mountains around us. Um, And in every single instance, it is evolving. It's just beautiful now to have that kind of more solidity and that practice and that awareness of, oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) You said two things that like, I've been thinking about it as just we are organizing around this conversation. One is wayfinding, and the other is trees. And on the wayfinding, I feel like the why is like our north star. And you know, and and we, when you talk about being in a canoe, and and when the Polynesians, you know, t- sailed all the way up to Hawaii, oftentimes we like to sort of think about, or at least I like to think about, like, oh, they just are looking up at the stars and they know where they are. But it's actually the fact that they remember where they have been and there's like a trail that they're keeping track of that then allows them to sort of see where they are in relationship to the stars. So it's not that they can just look up at the stars and see and know where they are. It's them knowing where they've been relative to where they are now that gives them a sense of direction. And so I feel like reorienting is like, OK, it's good to sort of look back and sort of see where you've been. And, and the other part about the trees I've been thinking a lot about how trees talk to each other. And there's more and more science that shows that underneath the ground, the the roots and the mycelium of fungi are all sort of communicating in a way that like if a young sapling is in the shade, an older tree will send what the sapling needs because it needs a little bit more nutrients because it's not getting as much access to the sun Or like, uh, the acacia trees in Africa will emit, um, almost a poison if giraffes start to overeat, uh, its leaves. And it's like a way to send a signal to other trees. And just, I think part of it is, I think, continuing to evolve of the interrelationship of things. And it's very easy for us to just sort of think about like, Oh, I'm in this little container um versus like no i am a butterfly or a bee in my relationship to the flower and where does one begin and where does one end how do we stay in that kind of flow
2: omar like you said about the trees they're communicating but they're not communicating the way we think they're communicating and i think there's something um beautiful about the way we're communicating even you know without language And so, um, and I think maybe you'll see what I mean when I uh, read, you know, oftentimes what happens is Belinda or Omar will pose a question and it'll be in my mind. And then the morning of our podcast recording, I'll wake up and these words will be in my head. And fortunately, I have my iPhone. and I just like type it in. So this is what arrived this morning about this question. Why nature? So why nature? Nature connects us to time, not the 24-7 transactional kind of time we're accustomed to, but more like a connection to, and a remembrance of, the concept of the eternal. What is eternal? It's a question that can remind us of our shared humanity. We don't really think about this question so much anymore. So what is eternal? The stars and the moons and the planets, the great sequoia and other forests of our world. And a single plant sometimes feels like it holds the memory of the entire universe. So when we have that kind of experience with nature, it's kind of like we can step outside of ourselves and then look back. And realize we are like that little plant that we, too, are all so full of wonder. Maybe it takes nature to be able to get us out of ourselves and see the wonder of our own existence and the wonder of our shared humanity in the grand scheme of things.
0: I love that invitation to reorient to the eternal. And just give us, it just, I had like just my shoulders relaxed. I was like, I took a deep breath in and all of a sudden everything didn't seem so urgent, right? So kind of like, oh, this needs to happen now. Like there's a beauty. And then the visual image that I saw was just the roots of the tree and how the soil is eternal, right? That it is constantly been growing and then life is forming and then something dies and becomes back into the earth.
1: I agree with Omar, like it really relaxed my whole nervous system. Just hearing you, um, you know, speak your poetry, Arlene and, um, yeah, for, for our listeners, as you're hearing this, like take a pause yourself, You know what is your why around nature what is something you love and cherish about nature and just take a moment to connect with that for yourself as you reflect with us
0: if you were to break down why nature um into like a how-to like three or four steps what would be some of and it doesn't have to be sequential But like, for example, one of the things that I'm hearing is intentionality, right? And, and, and I think Arlene invited this intentionality to take the long view, right? And so by first setting that long view intention, then all of a sudden, like the day to day doesn't seem so rocky, right? Because you're like, okay, in the long view, this is but a ripple, Um, and so how do I just put things into that immediate perspective?
1: How does one get into a place of connection and stillness with nature? Um, Because you can miss so many things when you're thinking about your to-do list or checking the phone and, and not realizing, wow, there's already, there's so much nature all around. Like even when we're indoors, there's nature present. And so I think it's inviting like how do you how do you best take that pause you know and what time of day like i love that arlene you speak about your dream world and how in the morning is your a time of clarity so inviting everyone to just find their time of pause and connection and then looking you know, stopping to really notice, well, what aspect of nature is around me? How am I a part of this ecosystem? So it could be as expansive as, oh, how is the sun and the sky hitting, you know, my room right now as I'm indoors? Or what about this plant that's just in front of me, a potted plant? It can be something just in your house to remember that connection Or it can be really stepping outside and taking the time to really just notice, you know, what's around and pausing to see and feel and experience.
0: So I'm hearing four things. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) One, pause, right? Two is then the feeling sense, right? And that's the embodiment sort of element that I think we've really leaned into more, um, over the last, uh, year and a half or so. Three is then just sort of, what are you noticing around you? And then four, I would say is get outside. I'm a, a lazy overachiever in the sense that I want to know like, what is going to help me with the least amount of work? And this was partly like having done meditation, mindfulness, like running Pilates, gratitude and being outside have consistently been just the easiest ways to reset, like going for a walk. I had a a very difficult conversation yesterday and like just going for a walk, clearing my head, you know, and without an agenda, right? And I think that's where even a walking practice where you can just be present And your body just does its thing and it's about, you can still your mind. I mean, what I like about the walking kind of, um, with intention is that it gives you that feeling of both movement and stillness, right? Like you can move your body, but you can also then still your mind or your emotions, uh, at the same time.
1: Arlene, I'm curious if there's anything you would add. T- um, based on your own practice or I emphasize?
2: Know, I constantly struggle with um, my art practice. You know, like how do you keep um, keep the practice flowing, right? And it sounds, it kind of feels like a similar question. Like how do you uh, cultivate a space where you feel like you have access to, I don't know if you want to call it creativity or what the word is. And so I mean, the way, so, so I feel like I practice this all the time with my art practice, you know, and it's really, I think the most important thing is, is setting the intention. And so that, that intention setting is really, it's unique because we're all unique, right? So it, it's not so simple to just set a, you know, a, a real intention for yourself because, um, you know, it really requires self-awareness, right? Like you need to be aware of what you really are intending to do in the world. So, so I kind of feel like I want to start with intention, but I think even before intention, there's something about self-awareness. And I think that's partly why I love the work that gratitude blooming does so much as it's like giving us those prompts and the questions to, um, Help us build the self-awareness so that we are out there in the world setting the intentions that really matter. And then I think after, you know, after you get there, then I I really like this. You know, I think it flows from there. And I think that you do need practice, you know, practices and rituals. Like it could be walking. For me, I remember once um, I would like wake up in the morning and look east every morning. Like, you know, just it could be that simple.
1: So let's practice getting into a space of intention setting together. And um, we're going to, you know, ask nature uh, some questions related to our intentions as we're kind of in this transitional moment, looking back, looking forward. Um, So inviting listeners to kind of just, you know, practice with us. So we're going to just... Really bring some awareness to our feet as we're making contact with the earth and just taking a one deep breath just to really refresh our bodies, energy in from the trees around us coming in through our feet, just receiving that like a straw that you're drinking from with your feet. And exhale, letting go of any tension, any worries that we just wanna clear for this moment. And I'm curious, what intention as a team do we wanna create or anchor in for this moment?
0: I just appreciate what you said, looking back, looking forward. How do we sort of hold that? And I feel like it lifts up uh, Arlene's eternal perspective Uh, so much. Sometimes we're like, even in mindfulness, we're like, oh, it's about being present now. But sometimes being present now means really actually having a much wider perspective of what is that? What is the long now that we're a part of?
1: as we get ready to do a card practice, is there a, an intention in mind or, or more just like, what does nature want to tell us about where we are looking back and looking forward?
0: That's what, I, that's what I was going for.
1: Okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. So it's good when you're doing this with others, check, make sure we're all thinking about the same intention. <laughs> <laughs> Words sometimes can be more complex as humans. Well, that's how we communicate. And so I've got the digital card deck pulled up and I, I'm even noticing now the text that we have, try out the gratitude blooming experience, walk forward, you know, renewed in the practice of gratitude. So we even have that in the words. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what a synchronicity. All right. So anyone have a row let's give me a number for the row? Let's, let's, let's like play like Vegas style here.
2: Row four. I'm, four coming up for me. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Amazing.
1: Wow. Hive mind.
0: I was thinking uh, column two.
1: Oh my Ooh. goodness. This is like one of my favorite cards that also just like makes me uncomfortable, but in a good way. <laughs> Card number 21, Daffodil, Beautiful Sadness. How can you express gratitude to yourself and others when experiencing endings and trust that beautiful new possibilities will be born?
0: Wow, what a great card to pull for looking back, looking forward, because it just I feel like it's this recognition that things change. And, you know, I um, like part of like why I even went down this journey, you know, I was when I was talking to that monk and I was like, well, how are you supposed to like, you know, get things done in the world and be non-attached at the same time? You know, and he told me that non-attachment doesn't mean indifference. You can still care and be non-attached. And and I think that's really part of the practice is like, how do you like fall in love with every moment and then know that that moment is going to pass, right? And so it's just this constant sort of like on the one hand, you can be like, Oh my God, why would I want to break my heart over and over and over again? But on the other hand, it's like, Oh, what this great sort of invitation to feel beauty over and over and over again, knowing that it's ephemeral, right? Like, like I noticed like when I pause to like smell a rose, like it's just such an ephemeral moment, right? It's actually, you know, and just, and, and, you, and then you move on. And, and, and so how do you sort of both appreciate that pause and know that it's only going to be for a moment and then keep going?
1: I'm loving the two daffodils in the illustration and in the photograph of the daffodils. And it, it almost looks like one is like leaning up against the other. And, and um, it almost feels to me like relationship with time. You know, one is like still looking kind of straight up. The other one's looking a little bit forward. And I think it's such a beautiful reminder of that. There's all the, the change is constantly happening. And and there are also these larger inflection points of a bigger ending and a bigger beginning. And I um, I've been noticing that in my life, uh, in particular this year. Uh, so many, you know, I'm moving on to year eight of doing a lot of things in my life. And I have been noticing that, um, hitting a certain moment in time after, you know, really investing in something that there is a change that eventually starts to happen. You know, after all that fertilizing, all that weeding, all that tending, it it, sometimes, somehow the flower like grows up to a certain point where it's like, Hey, I'm a new thing. Now I don't want that. You know, it's like adolescence, you know, or, you know, whatever that is in our own like growth spurts. And um, I think it's it's making me feel more at ease with the change, because I think even though I know that it's better to have this openness to new possibilities, it's like hard to imagine that it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be amazing because it's like, well, I only know of this flower and it's, and it's, you know, I only know of my life and how it's has been and to open up to the unknown of the other possibilities that I have yet to know.
2: I'd never really seen this card as a time card, but there is this, it it is sort of like that moment. It's like, um, in between what's ended and what's begun. You know, it's like, it's almost like every moment has, has both of those feelings in them. So I don't know what comes up for me this time, looking at this in that new way, is um, this is a little bit of a nostalgia card, right? Like, it's like, um, and what is nostalgia, right? There's something uniquely human about that, right? Because, you know, like. Plants and animals don't experience that, but like we as humans have that ability to like remember and to feel the loss. Right. And, um, you know, so in a weird way, that is kind of beautiful that that's part of our humanness is that ability to, you know, have that emotion of nostalgia. And so that's just feels very strong for some reason in this card for me today.
0: Looking at this card through the lens of the eternal, I'm seeing everything that surrounds these two daffodils. So, like, I'm imagining its roots and the tendrils sort of in the soil and everything that's happening. I'm imagining the bees or the butterflies that came by to populate, or the wind that maybe. Blew the seeds um, that are coming from these flowers, and where those flowers are potentially going. And it's just like it's this balance between capturing this moment of time and then also recognizing that everything is changing. And like, how do we both savor this thing that's here in this particular moment and recognize that it's all. Everything is always moving, always changing, and everything that we're not seeing. And so it's almost like the words for me in the art, like the beautiful sadness, it's like all of these things are swirling around the flowers constantly. And so sometimes we might just look at the flower, but when we look at everything around it, it's like, wow, we're experiencing this beauty and sadness constantly. I love my etymology, and so I had to look up nostalgia after you said it. <laughs> and it's greek nostos uh is return home or algos is plain. and so it's about a homesickness hmm. and and that you know is part of homesickness is this like place of comfort oftentimes we associate home with comfort or security and yet we also know that we have to move in the world Right, which is then about change and you know, and sometimes that change can be very freeing, but also it can be also very scary. And so just how we sort of hold that nostalgia of finding comfort, but also knowing that we gotta have to grow.
2: What's coming up a little for me too, when you described uh the word nostalgia being about returning home. And you know, I feel like home is it's, there's a concept of home for me that is beyond just the safety, but it's like, it's like a, and maybe this is, goes back to Belinda, what you were saying about being deeply rooted into, into earth and into nature, really, as we are. And Omar, what you always say about, it, we are nature. And so there's something about the homecoming is about coming back to ourselves and, who are we we are part of nature right so so i feel like that um thank you for looking that up but i i i didn't realize that was the uh, root of that word but i feel like it's i feel like it's a message from the plants that you know we're um gifted with you know in so many ways
0: well i'm just gonna say i appreciate um, the two of you for being such great teachers, you know, I think with Arlene, you know, I've just come to really appreciate the interpreting of art and nature in particular, and just how we all can find our own inner artists and Belinda, you know, that you walk the walk, right? Like you move from Oakland to be in Shasta and you know, creating that space, but creating it in a way that it wasn't just for you, but inviting other people into it to really kind of experience and that sort of nature um, in a way that is both safe, but also um, open. Uh, and so, you know, I've long appreciated nature, but both of you have, have taught me how really And I think this podcast series and some of the guests that we've had is like, how do you become a friend with nature, right? And in some ways, by befriending nature, you're actually really befriending yourself um, as part of it.
1: Well, that couldn't have been the more perfect segue, Omar. The practice that is really coming through from this conversation and the message of the daffodil is really what you just said, Omar, which is... You know, just inviting us all to take a moment to go outside at some point this week, find some soil and put our feet and our hands in that soil and just remember that connection that we all have to the earth that is always available to us and just feeling that gratitude for for being a part of nature and for nature being present with us and just even noticing how does that feel to make contact with soil and looking at how the plants are connected to the soil and if you're in a good place to you know even put your feet to that soil and just imagine yourself rooted down into the ground, just like these daffodils, um, you know, just as a act of self love, as you, you know, feel that love of nature today and this week.
0: Thank you, Belinda and Arlene, um, for their, your words, these beautiful practices, and thank you to our listeners. Um, you know, we're really trying to build community and, you know, we're, we're starting to share more offerings, um, in that. So we encourage you to check out the show notes. There's links about how to get more involved, whether it's just signing up for a newsletter or, uh, donating to support these conversations. You know, this is really about building this ecosystem, uh, that we're all a part of.
1: And we could not be here without you all and your support. Um, so, please, if you can, go to gratitudeblooming.com, the podcast tab, and you'll see a section uh, that says support our listener driven podcast. Um, right now, we are investing our time, our energy, and our resources to offer this to you ad free. And we would really appreciate you donating any amount that you can to help us keep this going. And Uh, We have a special gift for all of you um, that donate as our thank you. Um, So, yeah, it would mean so much to us if you um, could support us uh, to continue this podcast.
0: Cheers. Cheers.